hey, Bulldog is just up top. I just wanted to say, hey, it's Saturday. And that's when we're going to be releasing our podcast now. Uh, we just kind of looked at our schedule and we want to keep doing a good show for y'all and we just have to push it. Editing at 2, 2.30 in the morning gets real dicey real quick. Yeah, especially when you have to go to a job at 8 a.m. the next day. It's just, you know what? We're going to put out a nice, sleek, fun product for you on Saturdays instead of trying to, you know, bulldoze through it in the middle of the night. Sorry, we, we liked being first, but we 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 want our sanity back a little bit. <laughs> we still like doing this show and we want to continue to do this show. So we just had to push it a day. Drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maud were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Riverdale, Season 2, Episode 14, Chapter 27, The Hills Have Eyes. They changed the name of the episode. We can talk about that later. No. When Hiram suggests that Veronica and Archie head up to their lake house for the weekend, Veronica decides to invite Betty and Jughead to join them. Okay, so first off, they changed the title of the episode. Originally, this was The Cabin in the Woods, but now it's The Hills Have Eyes. It bothers me. It doesn't bother me. It bothers me. It's like, really? Really? I think they got in the writer's room and went, we need to make some changes. Well, I hope so, because this episode was delightful. It was. It was funny self-referential. This is the Riverdale we like. So I was happy. Let's recap the recap. Betty and Archie kissed. Cheryl saw it all. Alice is cleaning up a homicide. Chick lied to the family. Jughead's connecting dots with the mayor. Hiram Lodge is settling his debts and FP makes a deal. Or not. See you on the funny pages, boys. (laughs) All right, a girl in a house. Give her a ponytail and a secret. Waiting to be exposed. Yeah, uh, so Chick is super creepy. A big fucking shock. Yeah, so he's just like standing there, and then he's using Betty's shower, and then he's drinking orange juice like straight from the carton, and then side-eyeing Betty. What's wrong with your bathroom? Water pressure's better than yours. No, but then the best one is she's leaving, and Chick is just standing (laughs) on the stairs waving like a super creep. Like, he knows what he's doing. And she's just like... Ugh. Yeah, so uh, Betty is having some chick problems. As Jughead puts it, her own private purgatory. Mm. And then we're at Thistlewood, and Cheryl says to her mother, I thought you uh, would be sick of taking filthy wads of cash from strangers. You have no right to judge me. You took away the one decent chance I had at a better life. What, with how? You've never known love, you jealous spite-filled, starving, emotional, anorexic. And Cheryl is full-on about to cry. She's she's just stunned. Her mother is being horrendous. So Archie and Veronica are, like, leaving her house. I don't, I don't know. But they're leaving the Pembroke, and Hiram's like, hey, um, we were going to go to the lake house this weekend, but we got to stay in town for business, so why don't you guys go, like, for a romantic getaway? Andre can stay with you. Uh, and, and then leave. And Veronica's like, oh, that'd be great. But no, Andre can drop us off and leave and then come pick us up. 
And Hiram's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll invite Betty and Jughead with you and, and, and make it a real weekend. Archie, a word in private? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, FYI, uh, me and Mrs. Lodge are going to host a meeting with the New York families. And Archie's like, is something wrong? Uh, there's some unrest since Papa Poutine's death. Lickhouse is sort of a safe haven, and uh, Andre will be there. Unseen, but nearby. So uh, keep this between us, man to man. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Archie's ever been dumber. Uh-huh, no. Archie's been dumber. Do you take dumb it? <laughs> yeah, that, that was dumber. All uh, right. Uh, Jughead's looking at the apartment listings and FB's complaining about looking for a new place. You know, I checked out this such and such building and Jughead's like, um, so there is a, there's living on the wrong side of the tracks and then there's actually living on the tracks, Dad. I'm the soda jerk it pops, Jughead. We shouldn't have to move. It's not like we're moving to the Pembroke. We shouldn't have to move at all, Dad. The lodges are planning something and I just got to figure out a different angle. Okay, whatever, Jug. Kevin Keller goes and asks Moose uh, if he wants to go see Love, Simon. And Moose says, hey, I'm already going with Midge, but you should come with us. She'd love it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She knows all about us. She's super open-minded. And Kevin's like, cool. Right. I think I'll pass. It's a little too big love for me. Something's weird with Moose and Midge. Oh, yes. When we get to their scene later, we'll talk a little bit more about it. We turn the corner to the The doghouse. Hey! Uh, Veronica is telling the the foursome, you know, the chalet is rustic, but has breathtaking views. And Betty's like, oh, that sounds great, Jug. Can you bear it? Uh, Betty just says, you know, I just really need to relax and unplug. Uh, this will be a luxurious weekend. And Cheryl walks in and goes, oh, luxury and weekend. Those are my two favorite words. Where are we going and how luxurious a wardrobe should I pack? Uh, sorry, Cheryl. This is really kind of a couple's only thing. Oh, my mistake. Y'all have fun with your couples, with your romances. And then she leaves. As she kind of twitches away. I did feel bad for her. It's em- it's embarrassing, sure. But then you, it's embarrassing to invite yourself to something. And then to also have like the extra salt in the wound of it's only for couples. Betty and Jughead are talking and Betty says, you know, hey, I'm really happy you want to go. But why am I also suspicious? Yeah. Uh, Jughead explains that he needs a new source of intel, and he was thinking it could be Veronica. And Betty just goes, please do not investigate my best friend, okay? And Especially when she invites us to her dad's cabin. Yes, and then she says that Chick is just everywhere since that night, you know, after they murdered a dude. Um, And I need a weekend to escape. And Jughead's like, yeah, okay. And they kiss. And then we cut to the Cooper house. And Jughead is waiting at the bottom of the stairs. And all of a sudden, Chick appears. Well, I mean, at this point, I'm not even scared or shocked by him. He's just there. No, it's kind of like what they do on The Good Place, where they just make a quick cut and he's there. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. With Janet. That's the whole point. No. If you're not watching The Good Place, please go do. It will bring you so much joy in your life. Just do it. It makes me cry. I'm so happy watching it. You're Betty's boyfriend. Uh, guilty. And, and Jughead's like, it's awkward. And he sees that Chick is wearing his bijou uniform. He goes, hey, you work at the bijou. And you know what happened here? Uh, and Jughead's like, it's okay. I'm, I'm someone you can trust. If you tell anyone, it'll be bad for Betty and Alice. Swick. And then Betty Betty interrupts him so they can't talk anymore. And she's like, come on, let's go. And Chick gives this creepy smile. Y'all need to do something with Chick or just we, kill him off. I, I'm pretty much done with him. Okay. Right? 
We need to get a payoff to this story. Yeah. We need a reveal of some sort, like in a, a bigger one, not just more like chicks doing creepy shit. We need more. What has he been doing this whole time? What is he doing now? Who like a reveal of who's his father? Because we say it's Hal, but we don't think it's Hal. And that's being played up a lot. And so we just need more information about that. Like, or, or even maybe not about Chick, but if we got a reveal of what was going on with Alice that made her put him up for adoption, because we know Hal wanted her to get an abortion. So what what's going on with that? If we got that reveal, that would be cool. I'd be okay with that if we, and we kept Chick just creepy. Maybe. Or just kill him. That's just too easy. Keep killing people. We're going to run out of people for this damn show. Anyway, crossfade to a perfect cut of a car driving through the woods from a helicopter. Oh, it's The Shining. Yes. Uh, they get, they stop at this beautiful lake house. Veronica gets out. You know, we used to come here every summer. And Jekka gets out and says, you weren't lying. It really is the last house on the left. Great. Wah, wah. It's a horror film reference. Great. They do that a lot. I'm fine with it. Andre's getting the bags and Veronica just says, we've got it. Archie? Archie? Archie's like. <laughs> and, you know, Ar- Andre is handing Archie the bags and Veronica goes, TTFN, Andre. And she starts walking with Betty and Archie is like, can barely handle all the the bags that Veronica has brought. And he looks back at Andre and we see that Andre has a gun. He's got a holster, which, you know, he's kind of a security guy that's not. It's not suspicious, except for the fact that he's only supposed to be driving them. Correct. He's not supposed to be a chaperone. Correct. Uh, But Archie knows that Andre's going to be there anyways. Archie just kind of gives him a look, and then he starts walking towards the house, and he is struggling with the baggage. And I love that. That is so canon comic book. Mm -hmm. Veronica brings too many bags. Archie has to carry everything, and Archie's stumbling and being kind of, not really klutzy, but I would love for him to have dropped a bag. Oh, it'd have been great. That would have been adorable. Uh, So they go inside the lake house, and Veronica says, welcome to what I like to call Lodge Lodge. Uh, uh, Jughead answers his phone. Hello? And, and we hear, how's the lodge? Uh, fine. Are you all settled in and spooning? Who is this? It's Cheryl, you welfare baby. Love it. And then she goes, I just wanted to make sure that you knew that Betty and Archie kissed outside my house at Christmas. And it was like serious, like with tongues serious. Uh, kisses goodbye now. <laughs> and, and Jughead's just like, Huh? And as he's still processing this, Betty, Veronica, and Archie walk out and like, hey, is everything okay? And Jack is like, that was Cheryl telling me that you two kissed. Riverdale. (laughs) Oh, what an agent of chaos move. I love it. Some Cheryls just want to watch the world burn. Some Cheryls do, yes. So we cut right back into Cheryl's side of this conversation and we end with Cheryl's line, uh, kisses goodbye now. And she tosses her phone into the sink because she's in the girl's bathroom. And Tony walks in and she goes, was was that you just telling Jughead that Betty and Archie kissed? And Cheryl's just kind of like rolling her eyes. And Tony's like, did you at least have a reason? Oh, you're new here. I'm Cheryl Blossom. AKA Cheryl Bombshell, and I need no reason. I simply am. Feel free to tremble. <laughs> Damn. That was a, that, I, I loved that. And then Tony just knifes through all of the bullshit. And she, she just goes, Why don't you tell me what's bothering you? And then she puts her hand on Cheryl's arm and says, 
because you're in a lot of pain. To which Cheryl super fucking overreacts and goes, get your sapphic serpent hands off my body and storms away. And Tony is smirking. She's like, oh, really, bitch? What you doing? <laughs> I, okay, I really didn't like this response because it's an overreaction and it, she comes off a little homophobic. It's that classic self-loathing. Which no. I don't think is a big deal. It just, Except in these narratives. I, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I didn't like that she used sapphic. No. It should have been get your serpent hands off because that was, should have been the thing that she was more repulsed by. By adding sapphic, it makes it more of a, a homophobic statement. And hey, didn't Glee do the same thing? Uh, it was much more pronounced. I'll say this. If they're showing a girl, a teenage girl, girl who's struggling with you know not uh, about being self-loathing okay that's a little different because it was with boys before um okay but they should have we sh- uh, it's just messy which you know i know is a lot to show but they, if they just removed that one word no problem i don't know all right we're back at the lodge and archie and veronica are talking and veronica's like do you think they're gonna break up and archie goes yeah it'll be like the 12th time this year <laughs> and veronica says you know well we didn't and she kisses him and she's like you know that's for telling me about it when you did you know you trusting me and you're showing how strong we are together it's us against the world and they start making out and we're feeling pretty barfy because it's like uh- so then we cut over to where jughead and betty are their room jughead's like do you want the do you want the top drawer and Betty's like, okay, are we just going to talk about this? And Jughead said, you know, why didn't you tell me when you to- when I told you about Tony? And Betty explains, you know, I wanted to. And Jughead's like, D- is it because you think Archie's my third rail? <laughs> He's like, you know, yes, you guys grew up together, you know, and, you know, your rooms or your bedroom windows literally face each other. And that used to bother me. But after everything we've been through, I'm not intimidated by a black hood prompted kiss. Okay, I loved this because this was mature. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, he's bothered by it, but he he's aware enough to know. I'm just bothered that it happened and I wasn't told. Okay, I'm actually not cool with this. They're Why? 17. They shouldn't be this mature about relationships. These two should. Maybe. These two are a lot more self-aware. I mean, that doesn't mean they don't have their problems, but with as introspective as those two tend to be, they're the ones who would have this conversation. If this was coming from from Archie and Veronica, we'd be like, this is bullshit. I mean, maybe. Okay, maybe not Betty, but this seems like Jughead. It does, but not the dialogue. This seems like 30-year-old level of maturity in relationships talk. Well, you know, it's not written by 16-year-olds. So, you know, Betty's starting to feel relieved, and then they hear... (laughs) And they both go, oh my god, are they serious? Is that their response to everything? Can't they just have, like, a conversation? And this is all of us at home. Every single one of us. A lot of people online are saying this is such a meta episode because a lot of this episode is the staff speaking directly to the internet. (laughs) Yes, we hear you. But it's also so funny and accurate because everything they've shown us about Archie and Veronica is that they are very physical. Like we rarely see a scene with them having a serious conversation that doesn't end in them having sex. 
And that's okay, but I like that someone else is commenting on us like, come on, <laughs> just have the conversation. <laughs> and, and and it's great. But in, okay. And also, Veronica said bughead. Uh-huh. Okay, so Veronica's like, straightens herself out and goes, okay, I'm feeling a little residual tension from Cheryl's random act of cruelty, but I have the solution. I love their reaction to this is, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) You're wrong. It's like, clothes off, swimsuits on. And Archie's like, yeah. Hot tub. tub." And Jokey's like, oh man, really? (laughs) Hot tubbing on the late night. Yada da mean, yada da mean, yada da mean. Did you really just do that? Do you know hot tubbing? No. Get into a hot tub. Hot tubbing on a late night. Yada da mean, yada da mean, yada da mean. Oh. Uh, I have to, I have to play that song for you at some point. It's great. <sighs> so Veronica's walking out to the hot tub, and okay, I really love her caftan. It's black and white, which is perfect because she is definitely caught between two worlds right now. Love it. Hmm. I love it. It's cute. Uh, Veronica gets in the tub and they're all, you know, sipping on their drink, which I heard, okay, their drink was actually just crushed ice with food coloring with salt on, with sugar on the rim. Yeah, because they getting tipsy. Yeah. Uh, Veronica's like, okay, it's truth time. When I first heard about the kiss, you know, I absorbed it. I uh, obsessed about it, but I bear no ill will towards my bestie or my beau. Everybody's looking at each other like, like what the fuck is she going? Where's this going with this? She goes, you guys are caught up in the aftermath, and I think Jughead and I should kiss. Archie freaks out. What? Are, are you nuts? And Jughead, Jughead gets up, and he's like, this might help us. Uh, what? What's the sports term, Archie? Leveling the playing field? And Archie's like, what? Betty? <laughs> what? And Betty, <laughs> Betty's already like half drunk. She's doing that bitchy girl, I got my drink, and it's like, you don't want to poke me. But then she sits up and she's like, but you're not upset, right? Because Betty's trying to gauge us like, I know Jughead likes to fuck around here, so what's your point? Jughead says, I'm human, but you know, what if I try to use this against you in the future? You know, a bughead kiss right now may be what's needed to save future bughead from imploding. This is where I just went, this is getting into like some weird 30-something territory. This is too many head games to be playing for 17-year-olds. No, it's definitely not. Damn it. You didn't hang out with cool kids in high school. I mean, neither did I, but there was drama. Way drama. Good lord, man. No, this makes sense. Where I don't like, I don't like Jughead using the bughead, bughead terminology. That I feel is too far for him. That's really more a Veronica thing to say. Or or if Cole Sprouse had said it in a mocking tone, which he didn't do here. Or if he'd used, you know, if he'd done air quotes around it, because that is that part is out of character. Regardless, they're all trying so hard to pretend they're drunk. That I think they're missing the other cues going on in this scene. Anyways, Jughead looks at Archie and goes, it's just a stupid kiss, right? So Veronica gets up and says, don't freak out. Just trust me. And she kisses him. Which, that's exactly what she said to Betty before she kissed her in season one. Ah. So nice callback. So Archie is pissed and Betty's not pleased. She's she's side-eyed, but she also gets what's going on here. Yeah. No, she does. And I will say... For a kiss, they fake it. They, you can totally tell there's nothing there. Neither one of them is putting anything into this one. Which especially is, especially the end of it, where Jughead's like, 
Ta-da! And Veronica just pats his face. It's it's pretty cute. So we cut to Jughead is, you know, he's got a bathrobe on, he's reading in bed, and Betty has, you know, her hair all up in a towel, and she's like, you know, only you and Archie haven't kissed. And Jughead's just like, that's fascinating. Wait, what? You and Veronica? And Betty just closes the door. <laughs> she's, and so she's, she's talking to him through the door. And she goes, did it make you feel better kissing Veronica? It felt good watching Archie's face. I know, but did you like kissing Veronica? Okay, I know entrapment when I hear it. That's a great line from from Jughead. I'm not going to answer that. And Betty opens the door and we have dark Betty has arrived. She goes, you know, because if you did, I may have to punish you. And she's walking over to him on the bed. She goes, I packed this in case you needed a distraction from your sleuthing. Consider me distracted. And they start making out. And we cut to Archie doing push-ups in their bedroom. It's so great. Veronica walks in. She goes, is this your response to uh, Jughead threatening your masculinity? Uh, Archie says, yeah, I'm just getting my daily workout in. And he get, he's getting into bed, which, okay, those pillows. Thank you, Internet, for pointing this out. The pattern on the pillows matches the carpet in the Hotel of the Shining. You mean the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, I never remember what it's called. I've seen The Shining once in my life. I think that's also the wallpaper, I want to say, at least in some of the rooms. That's the pattern that's used. I know. It's a big deal. Yeah. So that's a nice little callback. Or not callback. It's a nice little nod. Anyway, Veronica says, you know, there are other ways to get that workout in. And Archie goes, you know, I'm I'm tired. You're kidding, right? And then we start hearing a bed creaking. <laughs> and, and Veronica's like, oh my God. Oh my god, what's happening? Archie's pissed off. It's like, uh. He is annoyed and puts a head over his pillow. Veronica is like, get it, girl. No, she's, this is like brand, this is brand new information. I love it. I love it. But she's excited. I would have loved it if she would have put her ear up to the wall. By the way, I got to say in both of these scenes, you can tell these actors right as they cut are about to lose their shit. Oh, it's very funny. Like. But, but these scenes feel like high school tv kids it's so fucking fun it's great and this is these are the types of things we were missing they feel like tv high school kids but they feel like it in an even more natural way than i've seen it before well here i've i've seen it before i've watched a lot of television about teenagers yeah i don't think so you're wrong i buy this i don't think i'd buy it i'm gonna make you watch all of 90210 Mm mm-mm and Party mm, Five mm, and Justice mm. Creek. Oh, you mean you want you want me to watch thirty uh, five year olds play high schoolers? Yes. Okay. I think they were mostly like twenty five. Uh, I don't believe it. James, they all, James they all... Vanderbeek, I think, was twenty two when he started. Okay, well, Dawson's Creek, but nine hundred two one zero. They all look like they're almost forty. No, they do not. They do look thirty. <laughs> Morning has broken. Uh, Veronica's drinking her coffee on the porch, and she sees Archie. Archie's chopping wood. <laughs> okay, I have a little break here for a moment. Uh, I was obsessed with the show Lost. And on Lost, there are some really attractive men who chop wood from time to time, particularly one Josh Holloway, who was Sawyer. And me and my friends, who were also obsessed with Lost, would watch it. And anytime somebody was chopping wood, we'd go, Mmm, Sawyer's chopping wood. Or, Mmm, Saeed's chopping wood. And today, Archie's chopping wood. Yep, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Archie gets a text, and he grabs his, you know, flannel shirt, and goes into the woods. And Veronica's like, what is going on? So she follows. 
With a parasol. Of course. And Archie's talking to Andre. And Veronica is livid. As well she should be. So Andre and Archie are, are first start to be like, well, you know, it's okay, I'm here. And Archie finally says, your dad is doing business in Riverdale and he wanted you to be safe. To which Veronica is pissed because now she knows that Archie is talking with her dad behind her back. And then she looks directly at Andre and says, leave and tell my dad your cover is blown because you're the you're a horrible spy. And then Archie comes in and she's like, no, give me some space. I'm going into town with Betty alone. You stay here and entertain Jughead, but don't choke on your own testosterone. Damn. I like that one. Nice. That was good. So now I get a little break back to Riverdale. Uh, Jesse comes home to find Mayor McCoy flirting with Sheriff Keller. And she goes, oh, you two really do enjoy working together. You're discussing the security at, at the, the farm. farm. Ah, yeah. Sheriff Keller leaves and Mayor McCoy's like, you know, hey, we, we care about each other. And Josie just says, you know, it's weird to see him here like that, especially when dad doesn't know. He does know. We were going to wait until after you Are graduate. you getting a divorce? Is he getting a divorce? You know, he hasn't talked to his wife because she's still overseas and he hasn't told Kevin yet. And we have to respect that. Uh, respect? And she walks off. So we cut back to some woods and <laughs> and Jughead and Archie are hanging out drinking. And Jughead's like, hey, did you know that Betty and Veronica kissed? Huh? Yeah. Like the first week of school. Archie asks why, and Jughead's like, Betty tried to explain to me, but the rationale still eludes me. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, and so Archie goes, hey, you know, about the kiss, there's no good excuse, and I'm sorry. And, you know, Jughead's like, you know, it's okay. You know, this is all way more complicated than we would have ever thought it would be. And Archie's like, huh? And Jughead proceeds to confuse him. Yep. I'm your best guy friend. Betty's your best girlfriend. Now your best friends are dating, but then Betty and Veronica are friends, so your best friend's girlfriend is also your girlfriend's best friend. You understand what I'm trying to say here? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, Archie straight up doesn't understand. Uh, but Jughead goes on, he's like, you know, it, it should be amazing that we're all so close, but sometimes it terrifies me. It's like we're in a powder keg and one match could blow it all up. Somehow, we're still together. It's fair and true. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are all super close, and that's great, but... Sometimes being that close, yeah, it's like one thing could kill it all. We've, we've had that happen in a group. Yeah. One thing killed a lot. It's true. So we cut to Pops. Kevin and Josie are in a booth. And Kevin is like, I am so glad you called me. This year's musical, which I'm directing, I want to be a star vehicle for you. And Josie says, I, I don't know if that's going to be true after you hear what I have to say. Cut directly to the sheriff's office. You and Josie's mom, is that true? What have you heard? So it is true. Mom's risking her life every single day and you're running around with your boss. Former boss. I've spent my whole life trying to live up to your standard and it's bullcrap. And Kevin takes off. Boom! I like that a lot. Um, we've gotten a lot of rich moments between Kevin and his dad. And just some, uh, just some really nice moments. And I really liked this because I feel Kevin being devastated. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's how it should feel. It was, this was an, this was earned anger. Oh, yes. Like Josie's not really like, we know Josie's dad is kind of a dick and he has really high expectations, but 
This one, this one we earned. And it's, it's going to make when they, when they do eventually bring us Kevin's mom that much more interesting. Full on Kevin's mom? Full on Kevin's mom. Any Soundgarden fans out there? Anybody? Anybody? It's a joke. Okay. Move on. I don't understand it. It's a song by Soundgarden. I've gathered that much. We cut to a shop, and it's in a little town, and uh, the girls are shopping, and Veronica starts with, unless that was some seriously aggressive hand-holding um, I heard through the wall last night. When oh, did I... that start? <laughs> uh, your confirmation. <laughs> Veronica says, well, as my abuelita would say, praise Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> B and V are back at it. I love it. Uh Veronica's just buying crap and she's putting stuff on the on the counter to buy. She's talking to the the clerk and she goes, oh, and I'll have some of those scones. And the clerk says, you know, hey, my grandma makes those, but only during the summer when the tourists were here. Veronica says, oh, yeah, that's usually when they're here. The clerk says, oh, I thought I recognized you. You've got that place up by Shadow Lake, right? And she goes, oh, yeah. And she goes, who are you, handsome? And at this point, Betty's like, okay, enough flirting. You had a fight with Archie. You didn't break up with him. I'm Cassidy. Nice to meet you. And so they leave. And Veronica asks Betty, so how's it been with you two? Oh, things have been nice. Nice is not what I heard last night. Mm-hmm. And Betty says, you know, hey, you remember what I wore that night? You know, we put Chuck in the hot tub. <gasps> Betty. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Girl talk. Oh, yeah. Girls are super dirty talkers. It's fun. We really are. I mean, I know boys can be too, but girls get into details. So we're back at the lodge and Archie sees Veronica's like, are you still mad? Yes. Uh, Veronica says, okay, there is just, there's one thing and it's non-negotiable. It's me and you, not you and my dad. And Archie gets like that silly, stupid boy ring. And Jekka gets a phone call and Betty just goes, if that's Cheryl, tell her everyone kissed everyone and it's over. (laughs) Great. So many good lines. There it is. It's a great liner episode. Uh, uh, but it's FP and it's loud and he's celebrating. He's saying, you did it. Uh, we all get to stay at the trailer park. Our debt is paid. You shamed him into it, Jughead. You did a complete 180. Jughead's like, what? And he's Hiram Lodge. He bought the trailer park and he says we can all stay. And Jughead is panicking. Like actual starting to panic. So we cut and we are outside. Uh, Jughead is yelling, your dad is, you know, your first your dad buys the drive-in. Uh, now he buys Sunnyside Trailer Park. He's buying up the Southside piece by piece. And Veronica's like, why are you so outraged? And Jug is like, because this is a tactic. And uh, now he's just trying to buy my silence again. Veronica's like, oh, what kind of narcissist are you? And Archie actually has a good point and says, you know, hey, Jughead, you wrote an article demanding that he make amends. Um, you get to keep your trailer. Just celebrate the win, dude. And Betty just kind of looks at them as just like, they do seem to have some good points. Yeah, Betty's even like, dude, I, I can't save you on this one. No, and they're all, I mean, they're right. Jughead smells a rat, though. Yeah, he's like, this is not, this is not good. Nothing is correct here. Mm. I celebrate you for a lot of things, but being cruel is not one of them. I fucking hate this woman. She's horrible. Can she die? She should die. The Black Hood needs to kill her. Sure, why not? Okay, great. Yeah. Mayor McCoy is yelling at Josie, and she tells her, you know, Tom told me what you told Kevin. 
Um, and now Kevin's not talking to his father. He's trying to get in contact with his wife, and it is a mess. Well, maybe he deserved to know the truth. Yeah, it's a mess, just like what you did to us, and you imploded our lives. Mayor says, you know, I did not implode our lives. And the Lodges did this. That uh, choice was taken away from me. I was like, but you took that choice away from Tom and Kevin. And, and Josie's like, you know, I wasn't trying to hurt them. And Mayor says, you know, well, I wasn't trying to hurt us either. It's like, uh, you know. Okay. No, but she's such a narcissistic hag about this. Uh, okay. Josie did what she did. What should have happened was there should have been a, it should have been a more serious conversation about, look, there are more people involved in this and your father knows. And Tom is working on telling his wife and Kevin. And until they do that, we need, we need to let them deal with it. You know, you need to leave them alone. It should, it, there should have been a more in-depth conversation. She needs to acknowledge too, that it's like, this is a mess. I get it. I get why you're upset. But yeah. she won't do that. She just puts it all at the feet of her daughter. Yeah. This is why she's a terrible person. I agree. And a terrible actress. <laughs> so we're at Pops and Kevin's getting ready to eat. And Moose and Midge come up and is like, are you here with anybody? Nope. I'm alone. <laughs> Kevin Keller's sarcasm is amazing. Casey Cott's face is like, fuck all of you people. I'm by myself. I love it. There's a meme of it and I'm going to use it a lot. Come sit with us. Yeah, the more the merrier. Right, Moose? Why and the hell not? <laughs> like Kevin's like, why the hell am I doing this? <laughs> so he goes and sits with them. And okay, Midge is super weird and awkward. And she's like, so who are you meeting at the movies? Some dream boat? No, I'm just going alone. To a gay rom-com. And Midge is like, oh, no, we need to find you someone. Maybe one of those Southside guys. I hear one of them is gay. Yeah, I don't think I can date someone named Fangs Fogarty. And Moose says, he's a good looking dude. And Midge is like, oh, my God, what do you know, you big lug? I think she suspects that Moose is gay. I don't know. Something's weird here. No, I think Moose has talked about Kevin a lot to Midge. And Midge doesn't know, but she's starting to suspect. Like, since the accident, something has changed, and she's starting to suspect that something's not adding up. Well, her next question is, how did you get to be friends? And Kevin lets Moose twist in the wind. Yeah, he's like, yeah, how do you explain this one? And then he just stares at Moose. And Moose, like, starts rambling, and finally Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin saves him and says, yeah, we were biology. We were lab partners. And then Kevin makes that really sad face. He goes from enjoying all of this anger to, I hate everything. Well, it's just like one more person who I have to lie about myself to, about one more thing. And it's not even my fault. Like, I I feel so bad for Kevin in this. And also, I have to, another person I have to lie for. Yeah. Because he's not really having to talk about himself in this moment. No, but he has to lie about his relationship with Moose. Yeah. And that we've had sexual relations. And I I think he genuinely cares for Moose. Oh, that scene at the hospital with Moose and Kevin, like, breaks my heart. But he also knows it's like, Moose is not ready for this. No. And until he is, I can't go there. Kevin is not going to out somebody. No. Because that would be horrible, and he would have hated that. Uh-huh. Kevin is in a situation where he has supportive parents, and we don't know anything about Moose's parents. Maybe yeah. it's more stereotypical, uh, TV stereotypical. Uh, my son's a football player. He can't be gay. 
That's very common here in Texas. So, yeah. Uh, Getting less common. Sad, Kevin. We cut to Thistlewood and we see Penelope greet a John as Cheryl watches from her window. And then we cut to the Bijou. And Josie is there and she sees Kevin. And Kevin's like, please tell me you're not here to tell me more bad news. No, no, no. no. I, I, I just had to get out of the house. She says that, I'm sorry. It wasn't my place. I was mad and hurting and I was trying to hurt my mom. And Kevin says it's okay. Uh, and Josie's like, so are you here with somebody? And Kevin just kind of like smirks. <laughs> like he doesn't want to tell one more person he's alone. <laughs> like I've had to explain this so many times. Fuck all of you people. Just leave me alone. So then we see Cheryl. Who's make? She's not have on her full face of makeup. No, she has makeup on, but she doesn't have like the super dark eyelashes, and her lipstick is desaturated. It's not the full on standard Cheryl lipstick, nope. which I have said previously on this podcast many times that that is her token. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So she is feeling vulnerable right now. Let me guess: cherry cola for Cheryl bombshell. Why are you here and why are you stalking me? I'm not stalking you. I came with Fangs and he bailed on me. It's Tony, by the way. Yeah, it's Tony. And Tony's like, are you okay? And Cheryl just very rawly says, I'm alone at the movies trying to stay away from my mother who has turned our house into her sexual playpen. Tony's face is like... Oh, shit. Like, I don't know what to do with all that information. But... I, I, I thought this was just, you know, teenage drama. I didn't realize what the fuck was going on here. Yeah. And she was just like, um, I was going to grab a seat alone. But if you want some company, no pressure. And, and Cheryl smiles and starts drinking her cherry soda. But Tony is totally doing the sarcastic Tony thing with it, too. A little. She's giving her an out. Like, look, if you need someone to sit with, I'm here. But like. If you don't want to, it's fine. If you're just going to be a bitch to me, whatever. Well, she's also being Tony Topaz. Yeah. Tony Topaz don't give two shits about nobody. Like, she's not ruffled. Mm, she's not ruffled. She does give two shits about somebody. She does. We know this. We know this is coming. And I'm okay with it. I'm fine. Anyway, Wait. we cut to a blubbery scene from Love, Simon. Which does look like a great movie. Some people are complaining about the product placement. Hey, it's way better. It makes way more sense than all that stupid cover girl crap from season one. Um, Greg Berlanti directed love simon he is an executive producer of basically all the cw shows and riverdale okay also this movie looks legitimately great it does i do want to see it it's about a closeted kid in high school and so cheryl's crying we see josie is sharing her candy with kevin i i like that kevin feels like i got a bud i got a buddy our secondary characters are forming some relationships of their own they're getting they're getting some screen time and we love it Cut to the lodge and Monopoly with wine. I have a hotel on Park Place, so it's $1,500. Of course course. it's Veronica. Uh, Betty's like, yeah, yeah, it's all business. And she's like, yeah, my phone. It's my mom. Should I pick it up? And everyone's like, no. She goes, but what if it's chick? Why no, Betty is great. Yeah. Her exact line is, ew, it's my mom. Yeah. (laughs) It, it reminds me of that time where Betty and Jack were making out in the trailer and someone knocks. She goes, who is it? Who else could it be? It's my mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so she, she goes ahead, picks up the phone. So she walks away and Veronica's like, when are we going to meet Chick? Jack is like, I did. 
He's creepy. And Big shock. Yeah. Whoop to do. And then Betty comes back in the room. Oh my God. My mom is freaking out. Hiram Lodge bought the Riverdale Register and my dad's not returning her calls. Commercial. Veronica is shocked. And then commercial. Because Veronica didn't know this shit was going on. My mom is losing her mind. Dad isn't answering his phone. Did you know about this? Jughead starts going like, this is what I'm talking about. Um... Hey, is this why you brought us up here, Veronica? Because Betty's full on in the conspiracy with this. Oh, yeah. And Jughead's just like, you know, your dad's just buying up properties. It's a gambit of mobsters and criminals. Shut the hell up, Jug. Uh, Archie finally puts his nose in. But Jughead goes in and she goes, this is pretty simple. So even you might be able to get this if you'd stop kissing up to Hiram. Betty crosses in. How many times have I stood up for you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe you should be mad at your dad for selling the paper in the first place. Jughead says, you know, he's trying to silence the free press. It's, oh my it's God, the, Jughead. Yeah, it's the last, it's the, it's the only paper in Riverdale. He's trying to silence Alec. Uh, I am so Alice. sick of this vendetta you have against my dad. Veronica says, he's done plenty of good things. Oh, yeah, name one. Well, I, Archie just says, he paid my dad's medical bills, which is a fair point. Oh, yes. And then uh, Jughead is, oh, Veronica has you wrapped around her little finger. And Betty says, and other parts of her body. And this is great and very serving of the internet, but also 100% on point. Veronica says... Oh, God, we don't spend our time being tragic and moping and holding hands to serial killer documentaries and role and costume role playing to get our rocks off. <laughs> I love in the middle of all of this, one of Archie's other points is there's nothing evil about buying a newspaper. Yeah, like Archie's just like, I don't know how to argue about this. <laughs> what? These people are arguing. It's not bad, guys. Mm-hmm. Glass breaks. Who else knows we're here? Where did that come from? Why did you say it that way? And then a bunch of dudes with axes come in. Like, we're here to take what we want. You rich summer folks never learn. And Archie just says, take what you want and then go. Where's the purse? Uh, Veronica says, it's upstairs. And Archie's like, you stay here. I'll go. And Veronica's just like, no, no. I'll be fine. Everybody stay calm. So Veronica goes to the bedroom. With axe dude behind her <laughs> and she's she, her purse is on her nightstand and she's fiddling with it and she looks behind her and she sees you know masked axe dude looking away and she hits a button that is behind the nightstand it's a silent alarm, a silent alarm. Uh, yeah we've all seen movies and veronica says to the guy you know you think i don't recognize you from the store she gives him the wallet everyone goes back downstairs Archie says okay you got what you wanted you guys leave. And his uh, partner's like, can we go already? Yes. There's a couple of them. I think there's like four or five. Can't really tell because they're all wearing masks and flannel. Um, <laughs> but there's the main guy and then a nervous dude. The main guy's like, I didn't get everything I wanted. Everyone get down on your knees. Hands behind your back. But Archie won't kneel. Like he's he's just not doing it. And then he's starting to have flashbacks of the black hood with the gun. Yep. Which is fair and accurate. And then finally he gets on his knees and... The main guy is like, okay, you know, uh, I'm going to mess up this house. And he has a bat in his hand now. And he goes to bash in their coffee table when the phone starts making this noise. And they're like, what is that? Veronica says, it's a security company. Uh, They'll be here in about 30 seconds. And they'll shoot first and ask questions never. Screw you, rich bitch. 
and he steals the necklace that Veronica is wearing. She's not wearing her pearls. She is wearing the locket Archie gave her for Christmas. Hmm. And they run out and Archie goes goes after them. No, Archie. And then he just keeps going. Yeah. Big, dumb Archie. And they're running in the woods and Archie catches up to him and tackles him. And then Andre comes. and Go he, back to the cabin. I'll take care of it. He's like, I saw some other guys. Did you see them? Go back to the cabin. I'll take care of it. Archie hesitates. Le- starts running away and we hear a gunshot. <sighs> yeah. And Archie runs alone at night. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we cut to Pops, and Josie and Kevin have called their parents, and they're like, you know, uh, we were talking, and this is bigger than two people, and it's even bigger than the people at this table. We promise this isn't a trap, by the way. Um, but <laughs> this is going to be a long talk, so we should get started. And Mayor McCoy takes Josie's hand, and Kevin and Sheriff Keller have a meaningful nod. <laughs> and so it's just, I, I, again, I liked this. It was just kind of like, we have to talk about this. This is just too much shit reconciliation well i like that they didn't have that linger too much no like okay clearly tom's gonna have to tell his wife but josie's dad already knows so that situation's handled and the kids know so it's like okay you know it just is what it is now but it's more i mean the the josie mayor thing is so non-existent that it needs to be wrapped up so it's just done and then the kevin keller thing needs to be wrapped up because his character needs to have a rock in place yeah and he needs to help his dad well i yeah no, he will. But I also like that now it's almost like he's got a, a friend who's going through the exact same thing he is. And who's also got like, I don't know, I mean, his sister. It yeah. could be his sister because they're both only children. Uh, so we swing the camera over to the counter and Cheryl and Tony are sitting there. And Tony says, you know, you may have mastered the art of silent tears, but I saw you crying during that movie, Cheryl. I never cry at movies. Real life is tragic enough. And she continues with, you know, when Simon's mom said he used to be carefree and then he just stopped because he was hiding a secret. And she's burst into tears. And she's like, you know, everyone thinks I'm this loveless monster, but it's not true. I I loved somebody who loved me and my mother destroyed it. Your brother, Jason, I I know you were close. No, her name was Heather and she was my best friend in junior high. She would sleep over every weekend and my mom caught us in the same bed and she said I was a deviant. You know your mom's wrong. You're not loveless. You're not deviant. You're sensational. And Tony grabs her hand. Yes! And and then Cheryl just kind of like has that, makes that like relief smile at her. Yes, please. Yes. Choney! Yes, please. Choney is happening! Choney. Choney, yeah, that's that's it. All right. That's their couple name. That's their shipper name. What about Terrell? That would be great. Right? But it's Choney. Anyway. The internet has decided it is Choney. No, I really like this. I feel like this is mostly earned. But again, I just wish, I wish there was that one word in the previous scene. Savick wasn't there. Also, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think there's a a romantic relationship between these two. They could just be really good friends. Uh, There's uh, there's a kinship there. Absolutely. And Tony is not trying to manipulate Cheryl and Cheryl has just let down her guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope they kind of address that whole thing with Josie, that weird obsession that she kind of had with her, with the secret admire her and, and the drawing stuff. I don't know. I think it's okay if they don't because it just leaves back to Cheryl's in complete crisis. No, I, or been in complete crisis. I, I It could be completely solved with Cheryl just apologizing to Josie for... Um, 
being too intense and just being like, you know, I just, I really appreciated it. And I just didn't know how to express that. And I'm sorry if I creeped you out. I don't know. I, I could see them not saying anything about it and it would probably be just fine. Oh, you mean not fixing stories? Yeah, no. Anyway, thank God Andre didn't leave. Uh, and thank God you didn't go after that hillbilly in the woods. He might have killed you. Yeah, Archie and Veronica hold hands. And then Betty and Jughead join in. And Archie didn't say any more that night, at least not to us. Cut to the study. Archie's with Hiram. And Hiram says, you know, Veronica told me what happened. And then Andre told me the rest. You made the right choice. You made the only choice. Archie says, you know, thank you for saying that. What happened between Andre and that miscreant? Did that bother you? What Andre did? And Archie just kind of takes a minute and he goes, you know, the night we stopped the Black Hood, I only had one regret. That I had him and I hesitated. And he could have gotten away if it hadn't been for Sheriff Keller. You never, ever hesitate to protect the ones you love. And then Hiram hands the locket back to, Ar- to Archie. I really like Mark Consuelos in this scene. Mm-hmm. There is a manic quality to him in that my daughter was so close to being hurt. And also a level of respect and relief that he has been able to rely on Archie. Yeah. In the way that he had hoped. Um, so, I no, this is a good scene. Mark Consuelos is just hitting it out of the park. I'm loving him. Cut to the Cooper household. Uh, Jughead has brought Betty home. And we're, we're watching the scene over the stairs. And Jughead says, you know, as we were driving back from The Shining, I, I thought that, you know, there's more than one type of home invasion. They're not always quick and violent. Sometimes we open the door and let them in. But he's like, huh? It's like, I, I get a weird vibe from Chick. Just be careful. And they kiss. And then he leaves. And, you know, Betty's just kind of looking around at the house and there's, you know, there's a fire roaring. We don't see Chick or anything. I kind of thought we'd get a a hint of him watching. I think we get that hint from the camera angle. I I agree with the stairwell probably, but it would have been good to have just a hint of like a shoulder moving out of frame. But then we get some more Jughead narration. He goes, you know, we we have come back to where we were at the beginning. Um, A girl in a home that was far from sweet and far from safe. Riverdale. This is the Riverdale we like. It's quippy. It's fun. It moves some story pieces. It moves some pieces on the chessboard. Not a lot, but some, and that's okay. This is also the Riverdale we like more than the Riverdale we usually like because they're kind of in high school. I still don't buy it. But then again, my high school experience was lonely and homework filled. Mine was um, a different kind of lonely, filled with hijinks, and a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun in high school. I had fun, but it was all through school-sanctioned activities. But way, some of mine were through school-sanctioned activities, and some of it, that's the excuse I used to have. (laughs) I had keys to my high school, so y'all just use your imagination. Mm. All right, well, we we got a preview to watch. So, we love this episode. We look forward to the next one. We're, we're, what we're going to do is our usual. Uh, we're going to hear some music. And then when we come back, we'll have just watched the next time on. We'll talk a little bit about that. Our thoughts about what's going to happen in the rest of the season. Um, so if you don't want to hear us talk about any of that, uh, you can cut out. Just go on to iTunes. We'll leave, leave us a review. And we'll catch you next time.
All right. Well, it looks like we're going to get a little bit more movement on the chick storyline. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, chick's being super more creepy. Uh, Polly's going to show up with the twins. He's not going to like that. Oh, hell no. Uh, no, we see FP and Jughead go to prison to talk to somebody. Hmm. Uh, Looks like Fred's going to get a scene for once. Looks like he's about to punch somebody. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and apparently somebody is snitching to Jughead about Hiram. Veronica assumes it's Archie, but it's got to be somebody else. Yep. I'm going to call it right now. I say it's Hermione who's being anonymous to Jughead. Maybe. Or Andre, through Andre, maybe. Cheryl's got some shit about to go down. Uh, she's spending some time with Tony. And that does not go over well with her mother. Looks like there's going to be some awkwardness. And it looks like Cheryl might have some family coming to town. Uh, because uh, Alice is going to show up and say, I said inbred. She looks drunk and I love it. Drunk Alice is the best. <laughs> I love Alice. It could also just be, I don't give a fuck anymore, Alice. Oh, like when she showed up to the open house? Mm. That was one of the best entrances I've ever seen. I know. Great. A serpent pendant. So I'm excited. This was a great episode. Uh, next week is called There Will Be Blood. You know, I previously had predicted that that was when the twins were going to be born, but I was wrong. Please make a milkshake joke. I, I think they could do that. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. That's what it is. Someone says, like, I drink your milkshake, and someone else says, drink it up. That's what it'll be if it's anything. Have somebody named Plainview that'd work too. This is Mr. Plainview. <laughs> I don't. I think that might be a little far, but whatever. Okay, I haven't seen much on any new casting news. They did just release the title for the season finale, which is called Brave New World, uh, and the picture they used from the comic is Archie with a, a campaign shirt on. Oh, it's, a it's a campaign boy. poster, so it's like Archie for president or something. I can't remember. Right I now. think it's probably Archie for mayor. No, it's not going to be Archie for mayor. During primary colors, that episode is going to be the election. I think it's going to be Fred. I think they're going to try to make Fred mayor. Oh, that's probably fair. Yeah, it's Fred or Hermione. It's one of those two is going to be mayor. Because that's when Mary's coming back. I just, this hiatus has kind of killed my enthusiasm. It really has. Um... This is a nice road back. I'm not going to lie, but, but I'm going to need two or three solid episodes like this to get me excited about the show again. Yeah, it's been three weeks. I kind of almost forgot about the show and I still like it. And I'm glad that we came back to an episode that's this good. Um, but I, I worry. It's just like, OK, I know we're having another gap um, right now, according to the dates on IMDb, which I know are not always reliable, but they do update them pretty well. Um, we're going to get six episodes and then a two week break and then the final three. Which still just seems stupid. But at least we're getting six in a row. I think that's the longest run we've had since the first half of the season. I just remember at the beginning of this episode as we're starting off notes, I literally froze on all the names of the characters because it's been so damn long since I've watched the show. Yeah. It's very concerning. Yeah. Um, and they still haven't been picked up for season three. Nobody's been picked up on the CW for anything next season. I know. So. That, that does not seem to be alarming. It's just one of those things where I go, are people going to care anymore if you keep taking breaks? I Well, a lot of people are complaining about the pacing and these breaks. And I really, really hope that when they come back 
for season th- they're gonna get renewed for season three but i really hope it's the 13 episode order 13 episodes and i'd be fine if they say hey we're re- we're going to renew you for seasons three and four but both seasons are only gonna be 13 episodes that would be so smart on their part hallelujah lock in those kids shorten the amount of time you have to spend shooting because you have less episodes so that they can go do more movies and guest spots which just gives more promotion time to this because the kids are getting run ragged now Yes. Yeah. Like what happened with the Glee kids. One of these kids by next year is going to OD. Someone's going to end up in rehab. Something's going to happen because they're just being run ragged. Yeah. I hope I hope nothing bad happens to anyone. I don't want anything bad to happen anyway. But I think it would be a wise marketing and scheduling decision to just do 13 episodes. Renew it for three and four, 13 episodes both. Also, pick an end date. Mm, they could, I mean, this show has feasible five or six seasons agreed it has the life of a gossip girl which it follows pretty well but i think get renewed and then start planning the end game because i don't think you can sustain this any any further than that and if you try to you're gonna run out so quick that no one's gonna care by the end you can't sustain this show outside of them being in high school right yeah so it has to end with graduation or you can have graduation and then the summer and they go to college like, that's it. Like, they have to leave for college, and that has to be it. What if one of them doesn't go to college? That's fine. What if one of them doesn't make it to college? Nah, whatever. You know, maybe it just ends with Jughead's in an insane asylum writing a book. I mean, I don't... Whatever. It was all a dream in a novel that Jughead wrote. We've had weirder things on television. An entire television series was the dream of another television series character. That was genius. But also ridiculous hashtag go bulldogs that's my line please take a moment to review and rate us on itunes and for questions and comments drop us an email at macintosh and mod at gmail.com